The views and opinions expressed by any hosts or guests of WJMS Radio do not reflect the beliefs of its owners or associates. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to WJMS Radio or the show hosts whose words, advice, and or opinions appear from or on our website or on air. in the stores, boy, let me tell you, to be me is a task, but I'm stuck free in this rat race and I make it look like a blast, pray to God I hope this pass, came a long way from my past, but my cosmic net's so filled up, I gotta be nice to talk trash, pinky finger, evil laugh, scheming why they dreaming, knowing that purple cloud this evening, so every picture they catch me cheesing, so I say swerve, cause that's my word, cause I think I'm seeing in 3D, like I don't know where I am, so I'm wavy till they see me. Please don't adjust your TV. Just check the volume and turn up. Spit so gasoline so every track bound to get burned up. I'm in my zone. Catch me in my zone. Yeah, I'm in my zone. Yeah, you can catch me in my zone. I'm in my zone. Catch me in my zone. Yeah, I'm in my zone. Yeah, you can catch me in my zone. I'm in my zone. I'm in my zone. I'm in my zone. 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 I'm in my zone. I'm in my zone. I'm in my zone. Zone. Hello, 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 internet, Philly, Jersey, Delaware, Wakanda, Hogwarts, London, New York, anybody that's in the earshot of your boy, it is another Wednesday night, May 8th to be exact, and if you are wondering where your girl is, she's probably listening to me. This is the We Out Here Radio Show, brought to you by Big Smiles and WJMS Radio. I'm here with my favorite co-host, Just Jam. What's good, love? How you doing? What's up? <laughs> What's going you on? Can't do that, man. You can't just What's up? just kill the whole the whole hype vibe. Like, ugh. my bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I'm good. I'm good. It's a <sighs> yeah. It's a day. It's been a day today. For lack of a better term, it happens. It happens. What's what's up with your camera? What's your, what are you doing? Why am I looking at your forehead? Like I'm like messing with this, trying to prop it. You know how these computer things go. So while you figure your life out, so folks, shout out to the folks behind the scenes that make WJMS Radio and We Out Here possible. Shout out to Arcadia University. They are having a casino night uh, in June. So for those folks that don't know, the Black Alumni Association is trying to sponsor and send 20 African-American students from Arcadia University abroad on the preview trip. For those that don't know, Arcadia University sends students uh, for the spring break to like... I don't know. They just, when I was there, it was only a couple of countries. Now they got like a ridiculous amount of countries um, that they can go and just immerse themselves in the culture uh, for the entire week of spring break, uh, along with some teachers and some guides and stuff like that. Um, but the Black Alumni Association is trying to send 20 African-American students from Arcadia University to the preview, wherever it is they're trying to go. So if you're interested in helping out, we'll drop a link. Uh, but just check out the website, um, Arcadia University. Uh, basically, and you can get involved that way. They're also on Facebook and social media, so check them out and uh, help support. Help send some of our students abroad so they can get that overseas experience so we can get cultured. Let's get some culture, all right? <laughs> and, folks, if you want to join us tonight, we will unlock the seats in the chat room shortly. Uh, the phone number to call in is 914-619-5267. Again, 914-619-5267. And if you want to get your hands on a real cool hat like your girl's wearing, I'll at me. Let me know. I got black, I got white, and I got blue. Um, the black and the blue green. have white I logos. White. I got green. I got white. I'll be trapping, 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 trapping all day. Hang on. <laughs> exactly. Shout out to the folks tuning in on Facebook. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for joining us. I appreciate it. 
Um, yeah, man. What's you got a rant? We didn't talk about our rants. What you got a rant about today? Do I have a rant? I think I'm. I think I'm gonna go back to one of my old rants, my old reoccurring okay. rants tonight. People, All right, here we go. Customer service people, people that work in public, yep. people that deal with the public, people that volunteer, people cashiers, so whatever. Right. Here's my thing. It is not my fault that you chose that job at all. Like, at all. It's not my fault. So, therefore, because it is not my fault, it is not okay not to okay. treat me badly and take out all of your frustrations with your job on me. I am tired of people who work for the public. I'm tired. I'm tired of getting cursed out. I'm tired of getting the side eyes when all I'm asking is for regular service you to do your job and shout out to the people that go above and beyond man shout out to alicia that worked down at uh working at hahnemann she always goes the extra mile for me she called me today at 4 55 and their office closes at five o'clock she called me at 4 55 to make sure that she got back to me and gave me some information i needed so shout out to people who do work with customer service and work with people and are very good at it but <clears throat> to the folks that that are horrible it's just bad so customer service people get your life together Okay. All right. I don't know that I have a rent today. Um, I got some updates if y'all want that instead. I don't have anything to rant about because like, oh, you know what? I got a rant. I got a rant. How come act like you ain't got a rant and then you just come out of left field with a rant, bro? And I'd be forgetting like I had stuff to complain about today. So I was like, you ever get like pre-aggravated before you like go into work or going to do something? Like I was I was like a hundred percent pre-aggravated before I even got into work today. I was like, like I'm just annoyed. <laughs> like I'm not even at work yet, but I'm just annoyed. Um and it's just because like it's that literally I got seven days, y'all. I got a week. One week to make it through before I'm gone for like two and a half weeks on a much needed vacation. And I feel like like I've gone on a week long vacation. And I feel like when you go on vacation, that week before you leave is hell. Like they be trying to hit you with everything under the sun. Oh, we got to finish this. We got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do that. I'm like, yo, does all of this need to be done right now? Like we can do this next week. You know, like it's driving me crazy. You went away for two weeks. So it's double the hell. And I'm just, I'm really aggravated that like all of the things that need to happen within these two weeks, it's like, y'all, like y'all really doing the most right now. And it's really annoying. Cause like, I'm already tired. <laughs> it's like, I'm already mentally in vacation mode and you're not helping at all. Um, so I just, you know, it just is aggravating when you're, you're at crunch time to vacation and like people keep piling on your plate and piling on your plate oh before you go oh before you leave before you're on vacation like dang you're going to like, next week right oh yeah before you go can you do it yeah mm -hmm. i need to finish this i need you to do that can we make sure this is happening let's get this scheduled oh my god uh, like ugh, i've been here for five months of this year why is all this stuff happening now <laughs> like, uh, and it's not even just work it's like radio station all kinds of stuff like people coming out the woodwork i'm like everything is taking off right now and i'm like nah 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 i'm going on vacation period like i got eight days to make it through today tomorrow marks seven days like next thursday it's a wrap <laughs> like don't call me i'll call you <laughs> i'm out like tired. anyway that's my rant i'm just i just need a break and i can only be I can only be strong for so long, y'all. Like I'm at I'm at that point. <laughs> like I'm set. But anyway, yeah. I'm with you. I agree. I, I feel like I'll be going through the, the same stuff. Like when you is it ain't even about all the vacation. Like sometimes it's just you just taking a day off. You know what I'm saying? And like it seems like the whole need you, everything is crashing down on you. Everybody like we need you to be responsible for these last couple of days. It's just like, bruh, like but to their credit, though, you ain't supposed to be in vacation mode already. Like, I haven't had a vacation in a long time. And to my own point, I've had a lot of stuff going on. So, yes, I'm dreaming of sandy shores and beaches. Like, so, and I'm supposed to be, I was supposed to get this catheter out tomorrow. I don't think it's happening tomorrow. I'm going to show up at the appointment anyway. And, and just, so here's my thought. So here's my thought process. Because I've had this thing in February 8th. I don't care if you don't want to hear about it. I'm going to tell you anyway. I'm not gonna talk about it, it but I'm gonna just tell you. Man, like, hey, like, try to hear about the fluid, dog. So, anyway, 
Like I was supposed to get this thing out tomorrow. Tomorrow was the day. Uh, my number came back, not what I wanted it to be today. So that's why I was already pre-aggravated. Um, but I'm gonna go to the appointment tomorrow anyway and see if they're gonna surprise me. Cause my thing is my symptoms don't match my, you know, drains. Mm -hmm. So while yes, I'm pulling out 150 milliliters or 125 milliliters each drain, I don't feel like that. Like I'm still doing kickboxing. I'm still running a mile. I'm still doing all this stuff and I feel fine. So sometimes doctors don't go based on the numbers. Sometimes they go based on your symptoms. So it's like, if you're feeling fine and you're feeling good, she might just say, you know what, we'll take it. And then worst case scenario, I literally am like worst case scenario. I'll come in for another thoracentesis if I need to, because I only got maybe what one, two of these things left that I'm going to have to go through. And that's it. And the thoracentesis, for those that don't know, is I got this catheter, so I wouldn't have to go through that procedure. It's the, the in-office lung drain procedure where they put a needle in your back and like, you know, go into the lung space and like drain your lung that way. It's not pleasant, but honestly, if it's, I only got two of them and like, if they're like on an as needed, super random basis. I can handle that if it means I get this catheter out in time for vacation. I don't even care. Plus, it's painful today, and I don't feel like dealing with it. So I'm like, yo, take this out. I'm set. <laughs> like, I don't even care. Oh, poor so, baby. Poor baby. Yeah, man. But whatever. It's whatever. I'm going to show up at the appointment tomorrow, and I'll let y'all know what happens. Maybe, maybe they might just say, we'll take it. It's fine. We'll see. <laughs> so uh steve checks in on facebook and says not to throw gasoline on the fire but he actually hates coming back from vacation and all the bleep waiting for me once i'm back that's the other thing mm -hmm. i already know mm -hmm. two weeks off i'm not looking at my email like don't email me you can email me i'm not gonna look at it like i hope you're not expecting me to just be like i'll just sneak and peek and look at my email nope. wrong you're gonna be left not red okay. and you're lucky if you get red <laughs> You're not going to get red. You're not even going to get red. Like, I got my, listen, I'm so ready for vacation. I done put my out of office on already. Like, I already drafted up. <laughs> I done drafted up the message, like, thanks for your email. I'm out of the office from, <laughs> listen, <laughs> if you need such and such and such, please reach out to this person and that person. I'm all set. Like, I done already set my out of offices up. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Ready to go, huh? Ready to go. <laughs> Ready to go. R E T P O go. Ready to go. Anyway. Oh, so people were wondering <laughs> uh, why Jay goes on vacation. We out here, we'll still air. It's going to be me. Um, I'm probably going to have some guest hosts rotating out or a steady guest host. It all depends. We'll figure it out over the next couple of weeks. But you know, we out here. <laughs> I'm out here. Hey. I'm going to be here for you. Topics on deck. So, you know, shout out. Yeah, that, that should be interesting. That should be interesting. <laughs> no matter you late, we ain't, we ain't even get into the topic yet. Jamie just over here talking about her fluid. No, I was talking about my catheter, not the fluid. Like, like you know, a lot of people associate catheters with, like, the pee bag. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to explain the whole it. It ain't no pee bag. There's no bag attached to me. It's just a tube. Y'all want to see it? I can show it to you. No, 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 no. We don't want to see it. That's what I'm trying to see. People want to make me associate catheters with a pee bag. So you could be, you going in the body, yeah, my fluids, and then people are like, so wait, she got a, a pee bag? Or like a doodle bag? Like, what? Nah. It's not a bag. There is no bag. It's literally just a one-way tube that is coiled up in a circle and it sits underneath the dressing uh -huh. and underneath the plastic thing so I can take a shower and I can work out and stuff like that. There's no tube attached to this thing. Disgusting. So. Yep. And just that girl no. So, yep. On that note, let's move on to the topic of the night. <laughs> Guys, as you know, for the last couple of weeks we've been doing this new thing called Quick Takes, which is a little tidbits of information coming from the news, something that Jamie wanted to talk about, something I wanted to talk about before we get into the main topic of this week. Um, our quick picks, you guys know them. They're trending topics. Jay, you want to go first or what? I'll let you go. Yeah, I'll go first. I think, I think mine is a whole lot lighter than yours. Like, I don't think my, you know what I'm saying, mine isn't that bad. So, um, just real quick, and kind of I want to talk about this because we're talking about African Americans and entrepreneurship and all that kind of stuff is like slightly in the theme of what we're talking about tonight. So, um, guys who don't know, people who are fans of power, 
uh, 50 Cent, executive producer of Power, is teaming up with Lala Anthony, one of the stars of Power. You guys know Lala. She was OTRL host and Carmelo Anthony's boo thing. But, yeah, so um, they're teaming up together to produce another show, another amazing show for um, the Stars Network. Uh, it's called uh, In, De- In Deception. I think that's what the word. I'm trying to look at my notes here. In De- Basically, the show uh, concept is based off of um, a novel from an author, and um, Lala is going to be the star of the show. She's basically playing a, um, a NFL player's wife, and it's like chronologizing her like loosely based true story about this woman and her time period as the NBA player's wife. So I'm sure it's going to be you know scandals and baby mama drama and groupies and all kind of stuff. Everything that we expect from an amazing crime drama on uh, Stars. Uh, that's going to be coming sometime in uh, fall of next year, I think. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to watch. I think it's probably going to be really dope. I'm a fan of La La. I'm not a huge fan of 50 Cent, but when it comes to business, like you can't really hate on 50. Like he sticks his hands in a lot of stuff. And dude ain't had a, a, a you know, chart topping track or album in years but yet he still is making money you know what i mean so shout out to 50 doing his thing and uh being an example of uh black excellence and black entrepreneurship we should all aspire to be our own executive producers and put our brands and our names on all that stuff you got a four-year deal with stars developing programs with stars and that's that's just really dope he's putting that under the unifilms imprint and like i'm shopping 50 i'm looking forward to seeing what, what he does next and that's my quick take yeah that's cool. I mean, but when is Power coming back, though? Power is a summer <laughs> show, bro. Power's not coming back for like July, probably. Like, mark my words. It premieres like every like July. It usually premieres in July. I think you're right. That's the sad part. Is I really think you're right. So yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure they said July. So, but I mean, even still, like, I feel like we've waited for Power forever. Cause like, what happened? They. Oh, I don't want to spoil it. If you ain't seen Power, though, like, come on. Yeah, man. Like, you ain't seen the last episode of Power. You don't remember Jay? Uh, Tommy shot uh, Angela. Oh, oh. Why was I thinking Raina was the last episode? Nah, man, Raina been gone for a minute. Yeah, you're right. Raina been gone. But yeah, no, no. Angie got shot by Tommy. She did. She did. So, like, yo, real, real rap, like, we know, like, Power is going towards. Oh wait though, did she or was there a thing with that? Like, did he shoot her or was there like, oh, it was like camera angles? Like, it might not be that she got shot. Nah, bro, they had met up, and you know because how power works, they like you have one episode with two people that know information that should talk to each other, but they keep passing each other by. Like for the whole thing, (laughs) them trying to lock ghosts up. You know, him and Angela talked about it. They finally met up. They finally were sitting there rapping about it, and I think Tommy was going to kill Ghost. But when he shot, like, Angie seen him, pushed him out the way. She took the shot to the chest. Ghost grabbed it to the ground, looked up, saw Tommy was the one that shot her. And Tommy could have like, you know, yeah, for you, but I hit you that so that's cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, yo, that's, that's about to get crazy. Like, I think we all know, like, that show is going in the direction of Tommy versus Ghost. Like, from the start of the show to where we are now like that's basically what's going to happen like tommy's gonna have his empire i mean because because we for a while we thought it was gonna be canaan but canaan just canaan just cold crow you know what i'm saying so who knows and like tyreek still needs his butt whoop you know what i mean oh (laughs) that little bad behind dude he can't be controlled in no tv shows no movies every movie that dude been in he play a bad kid like nobody can raise a kid right like, 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 I'm sorry, but like, bro, you got your twin sister killed. Like, yeah, man, bro, you can't raise, but he was a gangster. He took Ray Ray out, though. He came and got Ray Ray, like, you know what I'm saying, kill my sister. You know what I mean? So, but whatever. Well, he he set Kanan up to be killed. Like, yeah, and he called and said that he was kidnapped and all the whole thing. Him and him and uh, Tasha set that up. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Anyway, yo, we are totally off topic. Like, we all deep down the power, the power hole here. Like, we need to come back up because I got my you quick. That's my show. But yeah, so shout out to City, shout out to Stars. We're looking forward to seeing what they do next. Take up. So, and I'm annoyed by this because it started off as like, a, oh, I'm going to chat about this real quick. That's going to be my quick take. Now I'm aggravated because all y'all are a pain in the butt. Like, this whole Aisha Curry thing. 
y'all are tripping. Y'all are so tripping. So I'm going to tell y'all what happened. So Aisha Curry, obviously the wife of Steph Curry of the Warriors, who's also apparently having a really bad week. Um, she went on Red Table Talk, the show that has Jada Pinkett, uh, Willow Smith, and the grandmother. She went on that show, and she was just talking about how you know, all the groupies be sliding in Steph Curry's DMs all the time and how her inbox is dry and like nobody ever reaches out to her and how she was feeling some kind of way and how it was kind of playing on her insecurities because she's like, you know, not that she necessarily wants the attention, but like she was feeling some kind of way because she's like, dad, like, hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and everybody on the internet lost their minds. And I'm aggravated as hell because I'm like, all y'all can have several whole seats Every single one of y'all. Because what are we on social media for? Likes and comments and whatnot. Like, and I was like, well, Steph Curry treats her so good. And da-da-da-da-da. And this, that, and the third. And he's a devoted husband. And their relationship goes and da-da-da-da. Yeah, that's great. But none of the stuff that Steph Curry's doing is mutually exclusive from her feeling the need to want to, want to feel beautiful. Like, she's had three children. She's doing all this stuff. Yeah, Steph Curry says she's beautiful, but he's supposed to. That's her husband. Like, every now and then, you need that. You want to feel that little bit of validation from somebody. Like, don't act like that, Tommy, because secretly you love that your inbox be flooded. My inbox is dry. I'm not upset about it. But you always like, girls be sliding in my DMs, da 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 On some level, you like it. You see a ring on some level, you don't hate it. You see a ring when you think it. I don't care. I'm, I can still want the attention because I'm not married. You don't have to be married. And if, to your point, like, here's the thing. It's not about outside the, the outside attention. It's an insecurity kind of thing. And, like, I agree with her. <laughs> yeah, you can grab a seat, but let me finish my sentence. <laughs> I agree with her. But here's the thing. Just because Steph Curry treats her right, just because she's a bad-ass Black woman, just because all of these things, they're not mutually exclusive. Sometimes you want to feel attractive. And like as a woman who has kids and stuff like that, you just don't feel attractive. So getting that little head nod every now and then from a stranger is just like kind of puts a little bit of pep in your step. Kind of like it kind of gives you like a little smile like, oh, hey, that's cool. Thank you. Like I'm not going to entertain you, but it's still like a little bit of a little pep in your step. And in this day and age, the society that we're in, we're conditioned to equate likes and comments and things like that and people sliding in your DMs with feeling beautiful with feeling valued with feeling wanted that's literally all that social media is for so we can't like fault her for feeling that lack of attention from social media when steph's getting all this attention on his side she's, she's just a basketball player she's a house who, she's a multi-million dollar basketball player she's a just to the show and it's not like she wants attention, you know, in a positive way. She literally wants men to tell her she look good, not be praised on her craft. Like, she wants men to come at her, how groupies come at her husband. She don't want positive feedback from people. She wants men to be like, oh, damn, shorty, what's up? She wants to be able to turn men down. And for what? Because her husband has an opportunity to turn down females. But... She, what's wrong with, okay, yeah, she has multiple kids. Her husband tells her she's beautiful. She makes her own money. She secure her own bag. What does being able to turn down a man and say, oh, I got a ring? I mean, people know who she is because of him. So they know that they know she's married, so they're not going to disrespect her, disrespect him like that. I'm like, it's sad to say, females who just, I was like, don't care, trying to get with a bar or get that check, get that baby, whatever. It's sad to say, in this particular situation, the men are being more respectful than the women. They are. And that's cool. I will, shut up, Tommy. I will agree with you in that sense that, yeah, the men are being respectful because they know she's married. Everybody loves Steph Curry, so they respect that. And that's what's up. What I'm saying is that I, I sympathize with her feeling unattractive and feeling like, you know what, every now and then when somebody, if a guy just says, hey, you look beautiful, like, I'm like, thank you. Like, every now and then you don't feel really pretty. And regardless if I'm famous, regardless if I'm a multimillionaire, regardless if I'm married, every now and then just hearing it from somebody who's not obligated to tell you jack crap makes you feel yeah, nice. Like, there's not 
specifically men. I'm sure she has women tell her, oh, you look good, or that's a nice outfit you put together. I'm sure she has women tell her, or even, quote-unquote, gay men or even feminine men. So why does it have to be particularly men? That's, I'm just like, why even crave the attention of the village? That's when it comes down. You, she got everything. She got everything that a lot of people aspire to. She got a good husband. He works. She got kids. She got the whole package. Why do you want attention by one dude? Random. Why do you want from outside people? And he's actually doing what a husband, a man is supposed to do. He's curving these females who is just out and out, not caring that he's married, not caring that he's committed and loyal, and still wants to get shot. She wants that same, she wants that village attention, and I just don't understand why. I don't understand why. I'm sure she has people tell her on outside that she looks beautiful. They're just not flooding her DMs, flooding her inboxes. So why, why does somebody want that? That's what I can understand. Why do you want it? All right, so here's my, here's my take on it, right? I feel where you're coming from, Jay, when you say you sympathize with her and with suffer and all of that stuff. I completely understand that. I deal with issues like that as well, so I completely understand what that validation. I completely understand. The problem that I'm having is that she chose to say that on a platform. And to me, you're married, and that's disrespectful to your husband, period. Period. To say that, oh, you know, I still kind of want attention from others, you know, I want attention from men sometimes because my husband gets attention from women. Bro, like, are you serious? Like, and then it would be worse if they were Tom and Mary that lived down the street. You know what I'm saying? He's an NBA player. He's a star. He's going to have groupies in his inbox. It's a, it's a known thing that chicks, Fly down to All Star Weekend trying to hook them a baller. And best believe they're going to get light skinned, pretty eyed little Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that whole. What really bothered me about this topic wasn't necessarily the whole thing about what she said or whatever, but it was the perception and the reaction to what she said. You had one side of the argument people saying, well, I don't think she said anything wrong. She's just trying to, you know, trying to figure out she still got it. And there's nothing wrong with that. And on the other hand, you got people that's like, yo, she disrespected her husband, like I just said. And then the reaction to those people are, oh, men is just being butthurt and insecure. Like, how? You're creating the insecurity. I'm married. I'm, I'm, I can be, you're telling me, I can be a married man. Me and her can have kids. We can make beaucoup money. We got businesses together. We relationship goals for the past couple of years. And I'm doing all this, and still, my wife will want attention from other men. Now, what if you, what if you, what if it was vice versa? Not to mention, right, this whole idea of, oh, don't nobody slide in Alicia Curry DM, ain't nobody checking for DM, uh, I called the biggest bull BS on that on the planet because I know that people are checking for uh, Alicia Curry. Let me tell you something. Everybody who know me know how I feel about my red bone. And I am not the only one who feels like this about these red bones. That woman is gorgeous. She has an amazing, amazing shape, beautiful eyes. She got some kids. She's an intelligent black woman. Do you see her Twitter? I follow her on Twitter. It's all women empowerment. It's all black girl excellence. You trying to tell me you don't get nobody trying to holler at you. You don't get nobody looking at you. And you might not get it because Steph is curving them. People respect Steph because he's a champion. He's a great athlete. He's a role model. He's an all-around guy. So I'm not going to step on his chick. Their relationship goes. I'm not going to mess with them. I'm, I'm not going to mess that up. Now, you might have, you know, the ratchet that, like we just mentioned, that's going to be all on Steph. But, like, this notion that, like, come on, man. And then if she wasn't getting the attention, best believe that if she said that, she's got it this week. Because I just seen screenshots of people hopping in her DMs. Hell, I hopped in her DMs. You know what I'm saying? I just seen me, all kinds of stuff. So like, like, come on, man. Like that's that's a ridiculous. That's not, like she embarrassed him saying that. Period. I don't know why she would do that on Here's the platform. This. Like if she felt like that, fine. Go talk to your husband. Y'all go get counseling. You want to? You and him have a conversation. But you don't say that on a on a show. Like on a show. Like, Here's the thing. I think, I think, and my opinion on this is, 
she decided to be vulnerable on television on well not really television i guess on the internet maybe the was it the internet whatever it is. She just, yeah she decided to be to have a moment and be vulnerable on the internet and sometimes when you don't respect the microphone that you have people check you for it so unfortunately she's getting checked for having her very real feelings and having her very real moments but like i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like and a whole lot like I feel like he who cast the first stone type situation, like don't act like any of us are sitting here have not ever just craved a little bit of attention. Like, oh, my phone dry. This is dry. This is happening. Like, yo, like nobody. Hello. Am I chopped liver out here? Like nothing's happening. We've all felt that way. But the difference is we're not celebrities. We don't have that kind of esteem and that kind of platform. So while I said I, I empathize and I sympathize with her, yes, that probably wasn't the platform she needed to do it on. But I mean, I understand where she's coming from. I understand where she's coming from. And the fact that y'all dragging this woman for having very real, very regular feelings is a shame. No, I'm not dragging Man, her. Yes. Okay. I, I feel like, like, like how Tommy said it, I just feel like, like put it that way. She, that's a private issue. She should have dressed with her husband. But then I still strongly feel, yes, you know, we're human, we're going to feel that way. That's the issue we address with our partner. But I still feel she has what a lot of people, both men and women, aspire to want. Just a partner who's loyal, faithful, can build with. But here you go. You still want everybody else's attention. Now, yes, it's, it's very, her feelings are validated as a human. I totally agree with you there, Jan. I just agree with Tommy more where she shouldn't have said it like that. It's a private issue. And I'm not dragging her. You know, I'm not, I'm not dragging her at all. But she got with so many men and women want. And for her to sit there and, and yeah. So many people aspire to have what she has. Not just the, the money and the fame, but that foundation, that best friend type of thing. So many people aspire for that. And it's kind of like, hey, I got it, but I want more. You want your cake and eat it too, so to speak. Like, And that's the main part I disagree with. And so I can see both sides, but I'm more disagree with it. Thanks, Tiff. Okay. you coming on, man. Yeah. All right, y'all. But yeah, this my quick takes always got to, like, go long. <laughs> they always go long. Because <laughs> I be picking them topics. So, you know, nobody want to talk about 50 Cent. <laughs> but, no, like, so, you know, that today, and, like, I went through this this whole sort of this morning. I was like, yeah, I'm going to talk about this. Yeah, I'm going to talk about this. And as I'm reading through people's conversations, I'm like, like, wow, the Internet is ruthless. Like, Jesus, heaven forbid. <laughs> like, comments like, these men is by hurt, these men is insecure. Somebody shots my man King and he posted, he was like, oh, so y'all think y'all join, go to the club for drink? Like, and like, that messes with me. Like, oh, okay, so like, so she don't go for drink, she go to get the attention. Like, that's not cool. Like, that's not okay, especially at the level that they're at. Y'all are married. And y'all have been married for some time. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm personally not, and I don't think anybody else is disregarding her very real feelings about self-worth. That's not what we're talking about. It is, it is, oh, it's not a problem that she feels this way and she chose to express it. Cool. But express that to your man. Don't 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 put that out there for the world to, to comment and talk about. And then especially when up until this point you held yourself up to be this prominent figure. You know what I'm saying? She's made comments about groupies and thoughts and how women need to carry themselves. And you know, there's been a couple of times that she just tweeted some stuff that she probably shouldn't have said. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, chick, like you kind of sitting on this this throne throwing rocks at everybody down there, and now you you want to join like this is I'm. That was that. Um, and so my and last thing I'm gonna say about it, and then we can we go switch it is just that I don't think these two things are mutually exclusive. I don't think like yes, she does have a lot of of things, or she has what a lot of people would want, like for sure, hundred percent. Like Steph Curry and Aisha Curry are relationship goals, like for real, relationship goals, child goals, all that type stuff. Like their kids are beautiful. Their whole relationship is beautiful from what we see. Cause keeping in mind, we only see what the, yeah, you know, we don't I was see gonna say, I wasn't gonna say that. Yeah. I can't say like, Oh, she has everything that we all aspire because we don't know their home life. We don't know their situation. It could be cold. Exactly. Her and nobody knows. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, yeah. I'm saying, like, you don't know the situation behind closed doors. You don't know the scene behind closed doors and her needing to feel beautiful 
is not something that's mutually exclusive from how Steph Curry treats her. Like the two can exist at the same time. Like people act like because Steph Curry treats her a certain way and because he's doing the things that he's supposed to be doing and the things that he's doing as a husband, she's not supposed to have moments of doubt. She's not supposed to have feelings. She's not supposed to feel unattractive sometimes. Like that's not the case. Like he's still doing everything. She's still, I don't think that she doesn't appreciate the things that he does and the family that she has and the stuff that she's got. I just think in a moment of weakness, she was vulnerable on TV and she said something that maybe she might have, should have probably said in private, but it's something that we can all agree with. And the internet is just dragging her for it. And the, we're not necessarily dragging, but the internet is giving her hell, you know? And like, this is, this is just how it is. So I feel bad for her, but I don't feel bad for her at the same time. I don't, I don't feel the slightest bit sorry for her at all. I'm going to leave that there. Not even, not even a little bit sorry for you, sis. Sorry. Not, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> so, I'm not. And I hope you got your wish because now you got all kinds of weirdos in your inbox now, like all probably like all kinds of dudes. Just like, yo, you beautiful, and that's another thing. But not not the kind of keep dragging out. But like Brandon Jennings, another uh, NBA player, I think he plays for the Pistons. He tweeted something to Aisha Curry, like, "Girl, you tripping? You still beautiful?" Like, how you think Steph feel about that now? People that he playing with, he plays against and play, you know what I'm saying? And he's sitting across the floor from, he now knows, like, I mean, of course you know when people are looking at my girl, but now you know for like, he's looking at she my do. girl. He's looking at my girl. Like, come on, like, that's, come on, man. Nah, that's, move on. That's, that's, that's move on. <laughs> and you, let me tell you something. Somebody else. No, matter of fact, we're gonna talk about that that offline. I ain't gonna put you on black. Let's let's move on to tonight's topic. You want you want to No, no, no. You wanna put me on black or something? I don't I'm not gonna put you on blast, Jay. I'm not gonna put you on blast. But I'm I mean, I'm curious. If you got something to put me on black for, I'm curious. How he feel about that. I will. I don't know what to do. How he would feel about all the things that he's doing, putting a rock on your ring and all that other stuff, and then you Say on a public forum, you said on this show one time, like, oh, you know, Frank's cool and I love him and he's great, he's doing everything for me, but sometimes I kind of want attention from other men. Imagine, you, you tell me what he gonna say or how he gonna feel about you saying that, and you get back to me. Yeah, we got comments on the other side of the Facebook feed. I will actually, I will put that out to him and see how he feels. I know how he's gonna feel. He's gonna feel like any other guy would feel, just like how I would feel. But like. If there is something like that going on where you feel like, you know, you're not feeling pretty, you're not feeling validated, whatever, whatever, like Tiff said, like you guys said, talk about it in private, talk about it, you know, amongst amongst yourselves, like, but the feelings are going to happen. There are times regardless, like I love Frank to death, like absolutely unequivocally love him to death. There are times where I don't feel pretty. I have a freaking catheter right now with a bandage on it. I'm not feeling real sexy. So when people do say, hey, you look really nice today. Hey, you look pretty today. Yeah. That makes me feel a little nice because you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm suffering through. And I don't always feel sexy. I don't always feel attractive, regardless of my life circumstances, regardless of how great things are with Frank. The, the way I'm feeling about myself right now and the stuff that I'm going through makes me not feel attractive, regardless if he thinks I am. So when people say, hey, you're beautiful. Hey, you look pretty. I appreciate that. Am I going to entertain it further than that? Absolutely not. 100% absolutely not. Am I going to go out and seek it from people? No, I'm not going to go fishing for compliments and I'm not going to go fishing for DMs. But if somebody happens to pop by and drop me a compliment, thank you. I appreciate that. You brighten my day a little bit. And I'm going to keep it moving because I know what I got at home and I'm not worried about like <laughs> no else. person in the street that's telling you you're beautiful, like they may or may not be saying that from a genuine place. They might just be trying to get the drugs. You know what I'm saying? Because if you say no and you keep walking, then he might disrespect you. That's, that's a whole other topic. But your man who sees you when your edges ain't done, who sees you when you wake up in the morning with that crusty stuff in your eye and your breath be stinking and he know what your feet look like and he tells you you're beautiful, like, I no, he ain't going to be saying it because I like honesty in my relationship. If I'm not cute and I don't look up the part, you need to tell me so I can make sure that I look cute enough to part. And if you don't have that kind of, not you, but you should have that kind of honesty in your relationship to where he t like my, my my man or my girl told me I'm sexy and they believed that I'm sexy. They weren't just telling me that because they they knew I wanted to hear it or that's just what they're supposed to say. Like I don't feel like in a relationship you're supposed to lie and tell your partner some stuff that ain't true. I feel like you're supposed to find a way to tell them things in a way that won't hurt their feelings and blah 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 and all that good stuff. I agree 100%, but, like, what you said is totally different from what I just said. Like, 
I, if I look a mess, yes, tell me I look a mess, but I'm talking about how I feel inside. So it doesn't matter if you tell me I look great. It doesn't matter if you tell me I look bad, like the same outfit that I think I look great in, somebody might think I look trash in. So it's about how you feel on the inside. And if I'm not feeling pretty or I'm not feeling attractive, then sometimes it doesn't really matter, you know, if that person that you're with is like, yeah, you're beautiful. You're kind of like, yeah, yeah, thanks. Like, you're supposed to tell me I'm beautiful because I'm with you. Kind of spare though? my feelings. Like, isn't that like kind of like a, a, a contradiction? Because you say like, it's more about my self-worth and how I feel about myself and my validation. But then what can change that is getting validation from the outside. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying, I'm saying like how I feel on the inside is not going to, is not necessarily going to change, you know, based on what somebody may say to me, you know, and so on and so forth. Like it's about how you feel, but just getting a compliment from somebody who has zero ties to you, you know, or somebody who has no, you know, take in, in your day or whatever makes you feel a little nice. That's all I'm saying. I'm not just saying like, oh, it doesn't matter what people who love you say about you. And if they say you look nice, it doesn't matter. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying those people that don't know you from a hole in the wall, those people that have no perception of who you are as a person. If someone says just, hey, you look really nice today. Sometimes that's that's the pep that you need to put in your step because it's like they don't know you. They didn't have to tell you you look nice. They didn't have to say anything about you. Sometimes it's just a little reassurance like, hey, Still got it. Like, yeah, still got it is the theme. Like, yeah, you know, kind of still got it. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm going to keep it moving. Like, that's it. That's all I'm saying. But like, it doesn't, it's not reflective of my relationship. It's not reflective of, you know, anything that I'm going through. It's just the fact that like, sometimes you just don't feel pretty. Sometimes, like you said, ugly bowl, but I smell good. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Like, sometimes you just don't but feel I've pretty. embraced the fact that I'm medium it, ugly. Or if somebody tells me I'm attractive or not, that's not going to change my perception. Uh, where you go with this medium ugly mess? Like, what does that even mean? I can't. Are we done? Can we move on from this topic? You just lost me immediately. A medium ugly. Like tonight's big picture main topic, folks. Um, if something's reoccurring, it's something that came up a couple months ago and it kind of pops back up. Um, if you guys seen the promotion, um, you probably saw the whole Taylor Swift versus Beyonce. Um, that's just kind of the surface level of what our topic is. So tonight we're talking about uh, basically like race appropriation of music, whitewashing, you know, like I know everybody's heard uh, Taylor Swift's uh, cover of Earth, Wind, Fire's uh, September. Oh my God, nobody asked for that. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, that was like... Bruh, like, bruh. like, and, like, no. and, like we see, you know, and, and on the same, on the same topic, um, Everyone heard uh, the joint with Billy Ray Cyrus, um, Uptown Road, which is probably one of my favorite songs right now. But um, the artist, I think it's Lil X. I think his name is Lil X. Like, that's a, that's a straight up country trap hip hop song. Like, and it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? And like, no one has a problem with that. So it's like, you know, do, do we say like, okay, this is okay and this is wrong. Like, it's okay for black artists to you know, go into other genres of music because now it's to the point where hip hop and pop are one of the things. You know what I'm saying? Like rap music and pop culture, pop music, like they're pretty much like this conglomerate of the same thing with the exception of like that hardcore rap and like hardcore lyrics, but you don't really hear a lot of that stuff today. So like, I don't know. I wanted to talk about this because, you know, I know you guys saw a billboard and Taylor Swift's performance at the billboard where um, people are saying she basically copied uh, Beyonce's performance from Coachella. Um, after watching both performances, I would say it was heavily inspired, but to say that she completely copied the performance, not nah, anything. Mean, that only thing that was really like that similar was the whole drumline introduction and the color scheme. And to be honest with you, you know, Beyonce had bands from the South from HBCU. I don't know who those band people were with Taylor Swift, but they weren't really popular. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... And then, like, I don't know, the performance was so campy. Like, like I, did you, Jay, did you, like, you watched, right? Like, it was just so, like, over the top. Like, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to, because we have, you know, listeners from all cultures. And I don't want anybody to think I'm being disrespectful. But, like, the performance was just white. Like, it was just, like, Brady Bush, <laughs> white. Trying to be respectful to be a performer. Like, we like, like at one point, they did, like, the hand job from Greece. Like, the... You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, it was, yo, like, it was so 
Like they were. Yeah, yeah. That's why they called it a uh, Mayo Chella. Like, oh Twitter, Twitter came up with Mayo Chella to call it to describe so it. So crazy and like Taylor Swift keeps putting herself in the middle of these topics and these conversations because she had to know that she was going to get jumped on for turning September into a Taylor Swift song. Somebody said that that's one of the most popular upbeat songs of cookouts and families <laughs> and you know what I'm saying just that it's a, you know what I mean? like that's just oh uh, and like Taylor like you just made it just slow somber like even the even the, the, the ah, yeah, like she just made that sound like oh like, like why would you you know what I mean and so like my take on it is I don't necessarily think it's a problem for artists of one race or one culture to try to dive into another culture we have artists who grew up on certain kind of music. Just because you're black or just because you're white or Asian or whatever case may be doesn't mean you're supposed to like this kind of music. Like, whatever you were inspired by, whatever you like, whatever you are into is what you're into. You know what I'm saying? These artists were inspired by all kinds of people. So when they come up and they create their own music, it comes from those inspirations. You can look at T. Swifty, especially from where mm-hmm. she's from, and tell homegirl was around a couple homegirls. And got a little bit of, you know what I'm saying, a little bit of flavor, but not enough to where she can replicate what she tries to copy. And, like, I'm sorry, but between September and that performance, like, Taylor just needs to stick to what she does best, man. Because, like, you trying to, you know, replicate Beyonce and other art, like, that's, like, bruh, and all, like, and all. And, like, I was talking to somebody um, before, and when I was researching this topic, um, one of the headlines I saw was, is it is it possible that hip hop is going to be whitewashed in twenty years the same way rock and roll was the same way jazz is? Because you know if you, if you look on if you look on your Spotify or your Apple Music or whatever and you type in jazz you know as a genre you know ten twenty years ago hundred years ago whatever beginning stages of jazz you're going to hear the BB King you know what I'm saying you're going to hear the the Muddy Water like those type of artists now it's the uh, Kenny G. It's the Garth Brooks, like you know what I mean. Like it's like, you know. Hold up, Kenny G is dope though. Kenny G is dope, but it doesn't change the fact that Kenny G is a blonde hair robot white dude that looks like Pablo, like that played the hell out that sax though. But you know what I'm saying. But like that's, I like that's the you know, and and in rock and roll, people, it's a little known fact, like because rock and roll is so associated with heavy metal. And, you know, that's white people's music and blah, blah, blah. But some of the godfathers of rock and roll, like Jimi Hendrix, were black. You know what I mean? Like, artists like Elvis Presley stole music from artists. You know what I mean? And that's something that we saw a lot of, uh, quote, unquote, back in the day. Like, if anybody remembers uh, the Dreamgirls movie with Beyonce and Jennifer Hudson and that Cadillac car song. Like, they told, you know, Effie she couldn't sing the Cadillac song and, you know, it just wasn't for her, but then they gave it mm-hmm. to these, these white artists and turned it into this real slow, somber kind of thing. And, like, that comes from the argument that white sells, black doesn't. You know what I mean? So, like, black gets promoted in a certain kind of way and in a certain kind of field. White gets promoted in a certain kind of way and a certain kind of field. And in order for black people and black artists to be really successful, they have to cross over and be accepted by these people. You know what I mean? Because when you think about the Academy Awards, the Billboard Music Awards, and all these award shows and that give out big accolades, I remember, was it last year or the year before, Alicia Cara won over SZA, and people were, like, outraged about it. And I'm including me because I live and die by that SZA album, and that she should have won something for that one. And I doubt she'll ever even get back to that prominence because of that huge dip that she took after that. So it's like, you know, artists like Jimmy Lovato and... um. What's the one, uh, Adele and um, Sam Smith, like, they sing, they're amazing artists, don't get me wrong. They sing these amazing, beautiful R&B ballads, but they are artists who are just as good, who've done just as good songs and don't get that same uh, prominence. And then when you think about how music is written and given to different artists, like, a lot of times, you know, a song will be written, like, for a while, Neo was writing for people and they didn't even know, you know what I mean? Like, in... You were here, this pop song over here, this hip-hop song over here, this R&B song over here, and it's all written by the same dude. I think, like, social media has opened up the doors to us a little bit, but we really don't know where some of the talent comes from. And I think part of the problem with whitewashing music is that the Caucasian, the white artists, they don't, I, at least in my opinion and what I've seen, I haven't seen them really pay homage to where the music has come from. They just kind of present it as, this is my own thing and it's something I created. Like, you know, go back to Lil X and Billy Ray Cyrus, 
Lil X did the first uh, the first version of uh, Old Town Road, and then he did the remix with Billy Ray Cyrus. You know what I'm saying? To show, like, I know this is country. I know this ain't my lane, so I'm going to bring this country star on to really do, you know what I'm saying? And Billy Ray had bars on that jump. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know, man. What, what's your take on this, track? I feel like I'm ranting at this point. You are. I was just letting you kind of go for it. Um, <laughs> sometimes you just gotta let folks do their thing. Uh, no, the name of the artist. My bad. Yeah. So my take on, I mean, what? Because you know, said a lot of stuff. So my take on <laughs> on Taylor Swift is the fact, and the fact that she's kind of copying Beyonce's whole thing and the whole September thing. I mean, I'm gonna take it over one step further and talk about Jacquees, who needs to have several seats. Every seat in the front row of the Ja Rule concert, for example, that 50 Cent bought. <laughs> um, I'm going to take it one step further because it's, there's there's two different things you're talking about here. Number one, Little Nas and, and Billy Ray Cyrus, that's a crossover. That's just an artist, you know, switching over to another genre doing his thing. Taylor Swift did a cover of a song that nobody asked her for, like, at all. Jacquees does covers of songs that nobody asked him for. And then... Himself, then wants to call himself the king of RMP. I'm sorry. What you better not be coming on this podcast to defend Jacquees's corny behind in like, any like way, Jacquees. shape, or form. I like Jacquees. Can I say that Jacquees is the king of RMB? No. And I recently just realized why he's acting like that. Like, bro, do you know who he signed with? He signed with Baby and Bird Gang. Like, do we not remember Lil Wayne did this 10 years ago? I'm the best rapper alive. No, but he was, though. No, he like, was he was not. Really at the time that he said he was the best rapper alive, no, he wasn't. Okay, but now he is not the best rapper alive, but he's at least he's decent. I feel like Little Man and Jacquees, you can't, like, put, you can't put them in the same category because at least, ja, I mean, Jacquees has, like, zero talent. He's so flat. He can't That's even so sing. True. That you song is hot. I just listened to his cover of uh, Girls Love Beyonce. He did Girls Love Rihanna. That drum was hot. He has a t-shirt and panties cover with um, Kirk Bang, that joint is hot. I think now that I think now that he said, I think now that he said he's the king of R and B, people have that automatic. You know, you're not, and I'm gonna hate on everything that you do. But you can't deny the kid's talent. Like, dude yeah. can sing. Dude is a pretty good artist. Is he top tier? No. But when you think about who's really doing R and B music right now, like all of our R and B artists are doing pop music. Look at Usher. Like, look, look at Chris Brown. Mm. Like we don't have we don't have R and B pure R and B artists. We don't have them. We don't have any anymore. He's one of the few right now. So we have some. I don't know who they are, you know, but I know we got some. Because they don't exist. And if they don't that good, they do exist. Somebody watching this stream right now, please help us out. I know we got some R and B artists out there. Please, please, someone drop a name. And all these feeds that I'm looking at right now. Chris Brown just dropped the R and B song. He did. He dropped a really dope R and B song, a R and B song on an album that had 24 pop songs on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying I'm not saying that there are artists who do R and B. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it's not the main. Thing. Like before, you could turn on the radio and get like a pure. R&B ballad, like the the harmonies from a the, the latest boy band, the Drew Hills, the even In Sync was good for a good R&B, and they was all pop. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have like there's no, there's really not that much music playing on the radio that's like I can really you know what I'm saying turn lights and candles and I'm just be fool loving with my girl. Like that's like we don't have that, and that's what that's the void that Jacquees is trying to fill. And I don't knock him for that, bro. I, I don't. Like, I actually argue that when you wrap an album, that's going to be like that. And we're going to review it on this show. You can review it. That'll be your choice. I'm not reviewing that. Like, I don't, I'm just like, bruh. And there's a, listen, I don't think, I don't think everybody agrees with you. There's a petition. There's a petition on change.org to ban Jacquees from making covers. That petition is up to 53,800 signatures. Like, (laughs) yes. It's real. I looked it up. Because y'all can do what y'all want. Three thousand. That cover he did of Ella, of Ella May's uh, tripping. 
You mean the one he had to get pulled off of SoundCloud because he was trying to make money off of LMA's song and not like really? You don't even know the basis of copyright. It's a mixtape. He was trying to sell a mixtape. He should have got a clear from DJ Mustard. You're absolutely no. right. He should have got a clear from DJ Mustard. That was his slip up. That was his bad. But he called himself Pan Pan Homage. But you realize out of all the covers that he did, that was the only one that they complained about. The only reason DJ Mustard complained because at the time that he dropped it, Trippin was still charting. So he was trying to get LMA original version of Trippin out and promote it and it was being overrun by Jacqueline. That's understandable. I got a new artist that I'm trying to promote and make the next big thing and this guy covered one of her songs and now people don't want to hear her song, they want to hear his version. Like, I understand that. That's like when uh, Drake did Marvin's role. Everybody had to cover Marvin's role. Chris Brown, JoJo, Tiana Taylor, everybody did a version of Marvin's role. Like, to the point where like even today, listen to Marvin's move. Not another thing. You're not going to go listen to the Drake version. You're going to go listen to the Chris Brown version. Or uh, JoJo. JoJo is my favorite. Keep it up. But like, it's like that. Like there are a lot of like people do that. Like it's, we 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 came out of that huge mixtape era because we went to the digital age. But people were doing a lot of covers. What about when rappers rap on somebody else's beat and completely change the hook? And you know, it's like it happens. That's not like come on, man. Like when you do somebody's song word for word, word for word is a cover. Like, come on now. Like you covering somebody's song, that's you copying their entire right. song. Like Beyonce just did a cover, bringing it back, bringing it back. Beyonce just did a cover to Before I Let Go and Frankie Beverly actually loved it and was like, it's great. I don't feel like that was a remix, though. I kind of I feel like that what? was a remake because if you listen to the track, like, the whole track is paying homage to not just Before I Let Go, but there's a couple other songs that you hear samples from it and it's not like it's paying homage to that. Like, it's paying homage to an era. Like that before I let cookout music, like I feel like that's what it was paying homage to. She did a master mix of it and it was amazing. Like that joint was dope. Like I think I that's really what it is. Right. I think this is a matter of perception of in the paint. Like if you don't like the artist or you don't really care too much for the song or you don't want the song to be cut because you like the original, then of course you're not gonna like people doing covers. But if somebody do a cover and they chill at y'all, come on, man. That's like Drake did the 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 practice. He did practice. Uh, it was kind of a remake, kind of a cover of uh, "Back That Thing Up" from Juvenile, and like some people love it, some people hate it, but it is what it is. Like I feel like in those situations, you like to bring it back to. I feel like you should get permission, and you should, you know, to some degree, pay homage to the original version of whatever you're doing. But to say you just not like you shouldn't do it or just leave it alone, like. So if they hear something like, yo, I really love this, this song, you would know version of it. I don't people like it. Your connection is not great. I'm having issues hearing all of your audio, but yeah. I'm not even joking. Like it was like it was choppy. Somebody someone back me up. I know I'm not the only one hearing the choppy. I don't know like, come on. That, but anyway, but anyway. Tip is commenting on this drink, man. She is participating. Tip, I love you. Am I still bad? I'm reading. Am I, bad? I mean, you are right now. There's and shout out to everybody else who's commenting. So, Teron Clark on Facebook, Latanya Walker also on Facebook, Chris uh, on Facebook too checks in. I got like three different feeds. I'm seeing everybody. You you really hype, like really hype. No, but uh, loud. Chris Lewis just chimed in <laughs> on uh, get vocal. She said the fray kill heartless. They did. And it's a little known artist um, who I mm. think she was on The Voice or The Four. I can't think of her name off the top of my head. I'll post it later. But she did a cover of Heartless. And it was really cool. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like covers aren't a bad thing, man. Like people do covers. People do amazing covers. I personally like when they cover it and like really remix the song instead of just taking the same lyrics. Like her, she did a cover of Drake's Jungle. She do a lot of covers of Drake's songs. And them joints is dope. And nobody has a problem with it. In fact, it's times where people do such a good cover that you completely forget about the original. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah. I think when it comes into play of you know, a, a white artist, a white artist do it, of a black artist yeah. or a black artist do it of a white artist, or like when it's a when it's when it's a cultural switch or that kind of thing, I really feel like there should be acknowledgement because in my culture they they may have, may have never heard of Taylor Swift or never heard of the stuff that she do. So. 
when she comes out with something and the people in her world hear it, to, to them, it's the first time they've ever heard it. And they think this is Taylor Swift. When in all actuality, it came from Beyonce or it came from Earth, Wind & Fire. So I feel like, you know, we should, like, it should be painstakingly obvious that this is the cover, this is the remake, I'm redoing somebody's stuff, I'm paying homage to these other people. When they don't pay respect, then I feel like, you know. I mean, it's so rare at this day and age that music is actually original that all of our music nowadays would be paying homage to something else because everybody is borrowing something from someone, whether it's from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever. Somebody's borrowing somebody's beat, somebody's borrowing somebody's hook, somebody's taking somebody's, you know, verse, whatever. Someone's always borrowing something. So I feel like we would constantly be hearing that. But I mean, I think we should because like sometimes I'd be like, yo, you sampled this from somebody. Who'd you get this from? I forget. And like, it'd be great if they had that little like, hey, just so you know, <laughs> this is where I got it from. So I could be like, oh, let me go get the original. Cool. Um, but in terms of like Taylor Swift and stuff like that, I just feel like if Earth, Wind and Fire didn't co-sign you making a remix to their song or making a cover to their song, I feel like you need to have a seat. Like nobody asked you for that. Like, I know Earth, Wind and Fire didn't say go ahead and do it. Huh? Uh oh, we lost Tommy. <laughs> oh, but it's like, yeah, Tiff, Tiff says bring the 90s back. Oh, my Lord, please bring the 90s back. Oh, yes. <laughs> I miss the 90s. But no, like, if the artist doesn't co sign you doing a cover to their song, I think, you know, you need to get that permission first. Like, it's kind it should be standard. You're backing, you're in high def. I see. Melanin Look at that. Are you done? <laughs> like you all in high def and you feeling yourself now. Here you go. <laughs> that's, that's, that's real talk, man. You, you know, pay pay homage to where you're getting the stuff from. I think that may plays a, a major part in it because you know I can only speak for my culture and Black people. We've had a lot of cultural appropriation and stuff taken from us. You know, every time we come up with something great, somebody slap their name on it and take it. And I think that's the part of the issue that we have with this issue. Like we be like, yo, like every time we get something, somebody gotta come steal it and come use it and get more credit for it and expose it. Like that's not cool. Like I don't think that's that's cool at all. And we don't do that to y'all, so don't do that to us. We don't need to appropriate their culture. We our culture is wonderful. <laughs> it's like we don't need to steal other cultures. Have you seen our culture lately? Like we straight. <laughs> we straight. But in any case, um, so we're getting ready to wind down the rest of the show. We're going to end the show by playing Beyonce's cover to uh, Before I Let Go or Remake, whatever you want to call it, T. Um, but before we do that, where can they find you and follow you? Um, always. Same thing. Who is Tommy Flame? Hashtag who is Tommy Flame? At who is Tommy Flame? On all social media. Google, Google me, baby. Google, Google, Google me, baby. Google me. Anyway. And you're not even here like even see you on the screen like maybe that's just my computer but like you're it's like it just says grab the spot but whatever anyway and i am just underscore jams on instagram and i'm jamie on facebook check me out you can also follow the radio station at wjms radio on facebook instagram snapchat and twitter shout out to my interns that be keeping it popping for me thank you so much to the social media intern and to the music intern you guys are awesome you take so much weight off my shoulders i appreciate you uh just so y'all know Next week we'll be live and then I'll be gone. So you may see another co-host up here with Tommy. Don't get comfortable with them because I'm coming back. <laughs> Just so y'all know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there'll be a little bit of a period where you won't see me as much, but I will be back. I promise. Um, shout out to the folks behind the scenes that make the show possible and keep everything running. Thank you to Get Vocal for providing this awesome platform. Um, yeah, I think that's it. We'll be back again next week with another brand new episode. T, hit him with the phrase. Wait, I can't hit him with the phrase yet. I got to do a little bit of cross-branding. So people who are on this show and watching this show, um, Dr. Vibe, another WJMS uh, host, is currently having his show right now. So you guys can leave us and dip over there and join the conversation. That's probably what I'm going to do. And shout out to um, according to RP, who is in our old time spot tomorrow night on Thursday. So yeah, we out here. There you go. Yeah, see, thank you, thank you. And in the blender comes on before them, a whole entire show dedicated to blended families, which are now more prevalent than the nuclear family. So make sure you check that out Thursday night, 7 p.m., followed directly by, uh, I'm sorry, wrong one. According to RP, comes on 7 p.m., in the blender comes on at 8 p.m. So that's that's the switch. 
And yeah, if you missed any of our content, you can check all the replays on Fridays. We replay everything that we had for the week. Until then, T, hit him with here. I just said have a good night. Hey, Jamie. It's fine.